Welcome to Eyes West, the podcast for movers looking for a new place to live in the American West and the connections to get it done. Here's your host, Dick Crawford. Welcome, welcome indeed. This is Dick Crawford, and that fine introduction was from today's guest, James Sharp from Dallas, Texas. James and I have trained in the same network for many years, and we truly enjoy our work as realtors throughout the American West. Uh, James, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show, Dick. It's a real pleasure. Oh, oh my gosh. It's, it's an honor for me to have you. And, and before we get started, I, I want to let everybody know we actually had a little trip to Europe uh, um, a summer ago with about 20 or 30 people that are in our network, and that was just a hoot. And a lot of us didn't know each other before we went on that, and we came away lifelong friends. So uh, that, those were some good times, weren't they? Absolutely. That was all pre-COVID, uh, pre-COVID-19. But uh, what an awesome testament to, you know, these movers and shakers in real estate who, you know, put their tools down and was able to get a little rest and recovery done over in uh, countries in Europe. And, and I just enjoy getting to know you a little better and stuff as a turn. I mean, there was such lifelong memories as a result of that. So, so glad we got that opportunity. No, absolutely. And, and the interesting thing for me was um, when I was in, you know, asked if I wanted to go, I asked, well, who's going? And I didn't really need to ask that because the idea was it was everybody from our network was invited. And I just said, well, I, you know, I said to myself, I don't really need to know who's going because I know the values of everybody who's going is going to be the same. And it, this is just, just a bang up, you know, fun time. So I didn't really hesitate because I knew that it was going to be a good group of people, whether I quote unquote knew them or not. So absolutely, and it is testament to our network all across U.S. here and America West and stuff there. And coming from you here in Dallas, Texas, I'm just honored to be, like I said, uh, a trust advisor, a resource here for anybody who's looking at the possibility of moving out of their area into a new area such as Texas. So good to hear it. Good to hear it. Well, let's just jump right in. Uh, tell me about yourself and how you run your business down in Dallas. Yeah, no, it's a great question there. Uh, been approaching my 20th year in the business of real estate, so almost Woo! happy anniversary. So by the time this gets recorded and distributed, it's probably going to be that 20-year mark, which just tells us, you know, um, I really love what I do. You know, one of the things is uh, I've hit other milestones. Over a thousand families helped, you know, with real estate services here in Dallas. Uh, been top in my uh, company out of 3,000 agents. We're in the top 1%. So, uh, and how I run my business has always been from the very first day is that relationship piece. You know, um, I, I just, I grew up with, you know, a sense of gratitude was really instilled in me. Please, thank you. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. And so when I get to this kind of milestone mark of almost 20 years now, it is truly on the, the backbone of having a very relationship business based on, you know, just serving people, whether they're relocating here from out of area, making sure that they have the best, you know, movers to help them with the move, the best lenders when they get here, the best doctors as they, you know, establish their families and stuff here, whatever their needs, you know, and they need a painter, plumber, electrician, have that all in the back 
pocket, happy to de- deliver excellence to them, and have them walk away really, Dick, where they have what I call consider and label the sharp experience, where it basically just says they are so thrilled with the experience from A to Z that they can't wait to tell their friends and say, man, that James Sharp, he's a sharp agent. He'll make you have a great experience. Very, very good. Well said. Uh, and that, that just exudes the values of our network and all the different agents that are working it and, and training within the network. And I think uh, that attitude rubs off on everybody and everybody else's rubs off on us and, and it, it keeps that whole vibe going very, very strong. Absolutely. Uh, what about the general area uh, that you serve in Dallas? Yeah, Dallas, like a lot of major metropolitan areas, is pretty uh, expansive. There's over 200 uh, square miles worth of, you know, from what we really consider Dallas and Fort Worth. Um, And there's a ton of uh, suburbs in the middle of those big, you know, cities there. Kind of area that I really have focused on and really have the most experience with is the North Dallas area, so north of downtown Dallas, about 20, 25 minutes. And what that means is all the suburbs of Dallas. So that's the Plano's, the Frisco's, the Allen's, the McKinney, Texas, stuff that you'll hear a lot of times in mainstream news hit. Like McKinney is one of the safest areas in all of the United States, gets highly rated almost always in the top uh, five out of the country of best uh, suburb cities to live in, great schools. You know, you'll hear about, uh, you know, the school systems here in Dallas, um, the whole Friday night lights, you know, that you hear a lot about and the football and the big thing for sports. Um, We're right there in the hub of it. Uh, We have some of the best uh, exemplary rated schools, you know, Southlake schools there, um, Capel schools, Highland Park schools, where from elementary all the way through high school, they're all exemplary. And so it's a huge attraction for a lot of folks, especially folks coming from East Coast or West Coast, where they want to get into a nice area of uh, affordability, which we'll touch on, um, but also having a good availability of housing of all shapes and sizes and of uh, the matchup with the schools, having great schools, great um, sports. Um, so we're kind of a mix. You know, we have uh, a lot of uh, man-made lakes around us, too. So I know a lot of the listeners are probably going to be wanting to know, like, hey, I hear a lot about, uh, you know, the activities, the fishing and the water sports and, you know, camping and stuff like that. We definitely have that, everything, all within, you know, an hour or two of, of Dallas Drive. And uh, yet we have, you know, very dense uh, urban, you know, like living. If somebody wanted to be downtown, I've had folks relocate here that still like to have that high-rise look. We have that in downtown Dallas. You know, you can have a you know condo that overlooks the downtown scene that's on the 30th floor. Very nice to all of suburbia where we have, you know, where you got your neighbors that are spread out there, but uh, nice, good-sized backyards. You're not one on top of the other. Or I don't know, some of my favorites is some of the more ranch style where, you know, somebody's equestrian, they like to have horses, or they have, you know, agricultural vibe where, you know, it's all the seven-acre lot that had, you know, cows and horses and donkeys and had the Taj Mahal of uh, chicken coops there. They had about 40 <laughs> chickens and hens and roosters oh. and all their stuff. And their their vibe is they were so gra- grateful for COVID because they said, we're self-sufficient here. We kind of, you know, <laughs> raise our own uh, cows and we have our own milk supply and, and fresh eggs and, and a lot of agriculture. And so, yeah, we kind of a little bit of everything there, Dick, for sure. That's 
that's uh, very, uh, I guess, very heartening, if you will, because so many people, certainly in Southern California, but so many people in the bigger metropolitan areas, uh, just seems like the concrete goes forever. Uh, yeah. So it's nice to know that, that not too far out of town, you've got a big, big mix of different, uh, d- different types of properties. Um, so, so describe the uh, environment and the climate and such. You get all four seasons or, or what? what? How's that work? Yeah, we definitely get the four seasons, though. I will say it is the south. So when you look at our state of Texas there, it's a very large chunk of the United States. In the south, um, we have uh, a good demographic here where we have um, definitely a spring and a, and a summer. Uh, summers tend to be on the little warm side for some folks, but come from like your neck of the woods, Dick, you know, Southern Cal, it, it's probably not much different than what they're experiencing or used to, especially inland. Um, if they're looking at something, summertime, we're probably going to be in the, you know, high 80s, mid 90s during the summer times. Every so often we'll, we'll kiss the 100 degree mark, but usually we don't stay there very long. Um, we do have also in the wintertime a fairly mild winter. We don't get a lot of snow, so that's one of the things probably um, I say a lot of snowbirds, a lot of folks that want to get out of the colder climates really do are gravitated towards the south here, especially Texas, uh, because you know we may in the middle of December, January, be in the 40s or 50s. You know, you might hit every so often. We might, like I said, kiss the the freezing mark, 30s or so or below that, but we do not stay there. It's it's pretty mild. Um, and like today, we're, we're doing this in the middle of October. It's 70 degrees outside. It's beautiful. It's sunny. It's gorgeous. Um, and that's very much our fall that we have here. We got the leaves changing and stuff like that. Um, people are putting out pumpkins and, and getting ready for fall fest and, and Halloween and stuff like that. And you can definitely tell there's a, a cooling off. It gets crisp at night. You know, we were in the 50s last night. We'll be probably 50s and 60s here. Um, so that kind of gives you a sense. You know, we definitely have the four seasons going. My favorite's probably, if you want to pick a time to, to come out, it'd either be in the months of April and May or October, November. And those are the times that I get a lot of folks relocating here too because they just they want to see us in our best light and it is it's truly it's spectacular during those times. That, that sounds like uh, just enough mix of the seasons for Southern yep. Californians to enjoy it because sure. we're not we're not uh, not all of us anyway uh, are crazy about snow on the ground. Uh, we're, sure. we're pretty pretty sensitive to winter, so that sounds like like a pretty good mix, a good good range of temperatures, but also uh, an awful lot of sunshine included. So I get very, that question a lot, Dick. And how much yeah. snow do you get? And I said, well, I could tell you on one hand how many times we actually had active snow where it stayed for more than 24 hours. So that's in 20 years. I moved here in 2000, and so we're recording this in 2020. So in 20 years we've seen snow maybe four or five times. And when it did come, uh, it was just kind of like this, wow, this shock. And then, of course, after a couple of days, it's gone. So that's... Okay. That, yep. That's encouraging. You get a little bit of a, a little snippet of it, a little taste of it, and then it's gone. Yep, um, exactly. Now, uh, what can people do on a day trip or a long weekend uh, when they, when, when they want to take off out of, out of town there? What, what's oh close by like a, like a road trip? Type of thing. There's 
tons to do here, and, and I've ex experienced a lot of these areas. So obviously, like I mentioned earlier in the call, you know, the lakes and, and so forth are very attractive this time of year. A lot of folks love to get out for a day trip to uh, one of our lakes. So, for example, Possum Kingdom Lake, a beautiful lake to fish on, to boat on, or just to tool around, just drive around. It's beautiful. It's a, a good, reachable two hours drive outside of Dallas, but you feel like you're in another state. You feel like you're in another part of the uh, country. It's just gorgeous out there. Or if you want to go a couple hours south of us here in Dallas, there's this cool place called Austin, Texas. So Austin gets a lot of uh, notoriety for their um, nightlife, their music scene. Uh, very cool. They have, you know, obviously University of Texas there. So the big sports, you know, college sports scene on the weekends especially. But uh, concerts in the park, you know, we have a lot of stuff right here in Dallas local a lot of stuff downtown Dallas. Um, there is some some really uh, if you wanted to go to um, the the parts you know where I get a lot of folks that want to go to is like seeing the landmark stuff like the Alamo in, in San Antonio. That's a good two and a half three hours drive south of us here. Or they can go to the beach. There is you know beaches in Texas. I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but there's absolutely <laughs> the beach here in Galveston and yeah. Corpus Christi area and all on the south there in uh, the coastal areas and that's a reachable five or six hours to the beach and in fact Galveston's one of the big ports for a lot of the the big uh, uh, cruise lines to to leave out of so a lot of folks from Texas especially who want to say hey I'd like to take a weekend down to like uh, Mexico you know there's big you know cruises that always go down to um, They'll do the Belize or they'll do, you know, um, trips down to Mexico um, and, and just have a great time. And that leaves right off Galveston. So uh, a good good kind of overall vibe there. Um, a lot of folks do day trips, too, to St. Uh, Fredericksburg there. We got, we're known for a lot of uh, good barbecue and stuff here in Dick. So uh, we have a lot of folks like, uh, you know, Gus uh, – the, the the big chef, the famous chef, he, he's done a lot of roadside shows here in Texas there where he stops at a local barbecue joint or a little, um, you know, burger joint and, and has a good time with it and stuff. And that is all within a good day's trip here of all of Dallas. So, All right. You're in you're smack in the middle of things. And it's, uh, it looks like it, uh, in some sense, on the map. I think you're, you're kind of towards the north end of the state, but not completely. So you're yeah. you're you're smack in the middle of things. That's that's uh, that's nice. Nice being in the hub, if you will. Yeah. So, one, one key thing for that too, being in the center, kind of, we are also American Airlines hub city. So American Airlines flies all the way around the world. So a lot of folks like too with our central location because you can get to East Coast in a couple two and a half hours, get to West Coast in a couple two and a half hours, or you can get down to the Caribbean in a couple hours, or Mexico in a couple hours. So you know flights up to Cabo or um, uh, you get the Maya Riviera and stuff there. You get uh, folks down that want to go to the Caribbean and stuff there. That all is within two or three hours drop, uh, flight, and so that makes it really nice. A lot of nonstop flights too. So the activity of having a local um, major hub. DFW Airport, a lot of folks don't know this and probably wouldn't know this, but I think we're in the third most busiest airport in the country that we operate so many flights that there's literally only been one time when the whole airport shut down, which was in those rare moments we had a bunch of snow a few years back, and that was the first <laughs> time since the yeah. airport opened 
that they actually shut it down for a, a period. And um, but that uh, is something where you can get to either coast very well. And what uh, is attractive is that let's say somebody does have work that uh, has them need to check in once a month or a couple of times a, a month. They can get there. Let's say they fly into San Francisco or they fly out to New York. They can get there in two or three hours flight and, and still be home in time for dinner and stuff. So that's pretty cool. That's the advantage of the South Coast. Yep. It, it is midway. So, yeah, very yep. good. It, it brings, uh, brings a little bit of a punchline or, or, or emphasis to the idea of you can get anywhere from here. Well, yep. you can get anywhere from Dallas, but you can, you can get there a little bit quicker because you're, you're in much closer proximity because you're in the center of the country. Very cool. Well, your, your population's growing. Um, yes, we are. How are people, uh, or, uh, you know, why are people relocating to the area? Is it retirement? Is it, is it cost of living? What, what are some of the reasons you're hearing? Yeah, we're getting a lot of that, what we call urban exile, especially out of uh, Southern California or even Northern California. We've helped uh, over six families in the last uh, 45 days uh, get out of California State because of all this uh, this mess we're having here with the COVID, the restrictions, you can't leave, you can't, you have to shelter in, this and that. So we're getting a lot of folks that uh, they're coming into to Texas, especially Dallas, because we have one of the best uh, options for them for housing. In fact, I don't know if you know this, Dick, and your listeners, that we have the number one new construction market in the country. So we count over 100 different major metropolitan areas. Dallas ranks the first of all of those. We have more new homes offered at any given time on the ground or being built any given time than any other uh, city in the, in the country. So very attractive for a lot of relocation folks because a lot of folks, especially if, I, hey, I used to live in California. I lived up, up, uh, up in Northern California and also Southern California, and none of my homes was any younger than a 40-year-old house, meaning like they were all built in the 70s or 60s or earlier, and um, I had to have to contend with, you know, just antiquated building styles and and very cumbersome, you know, updating and stuff there, um, doing stuff to my house where I came out to Texas and I was like, oh my gosh, I can buy a brand new house, a fraction of the price and have like the backyard pool and have like four or 5,000 square foot, oh my gosh, and be less than what I had left, you know, the level 1,200 square foot, you know, bungalow I left in, in California. So yeah. it's kind of crazy. Yeah. So, so affordability is a big part of the reasons Huge. that they're there. And, and what's, uh, what's the mix of the new people? Is it uh, retirees, families, everything in I between? A little bit of mix. So of those six, for example, two are retirees, and then four had actual families. So in, in the families of, you know, elementary to middle uh, school age, you know, uh, deal where they wanted to get out of the expensive uh, California uh, system and want to come here. And so one of the big attractions for a lot of folks and why so many people are relocating, as I mentioned, is our school systems. The school systems here are just top notch. So when you couple with a great school and then an active, you know, participant, it's interesting. All four families had very active young kids, meaning they were playing soccer or football or rugby or lacrosse. And I said, we have all of that and a bag of chips to go with it. You know, Dick, it was uh, yeah. it was awesome because 
they were like, oh my gosh, I've heard about this program in Southlake, or I heard about this program in Capel, or I heard about this program in Plano, or I heard about this uh, activity center that's in McKinney. I said, absolutely, you heard it for good reason, because once the word gets out, people will tell their friends. And especially now in light of social media and stuff, somebody says, oh my gosh, look at what I bought in McKinney, Texas. I bought this five bedrooms, four and a half bath, you know, three car garage with a pool on a third acre lot, and I bought it for less than 600000 People are like, in California, they're like, huh? You can buy the garage for that, let alone a house. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, yep. Well, that, that's good. That, that definitely hits home with a lot of people because yes. the affordability issue uh, throughout the country for many different reasons, whether it's housing or other things, is a big deal right now. So that's, that's refreshing. Very and good. another and thing I'm, that's huge, uh, Dick, is you know the mobile diversity now is the mobility has never been higher because a lot of things. I think that was one of the blessings that have happened since COVID nineteen is that a lot of big companies are saying, you know what, stay at home. You're actually more productive. You're able to do better job and better performance, and we don't really care where you reside as long as you check in periodically or you be on the Zoom calls and so forth. So and all of a sudden what has happened is why people are moving here is because they said, man, I can get, you know, to my job through, you know, mobile means. Like I can go through Zoom or, or you know, like these gentlemen that uh, moved their families here, for example, part of the, you know, six that did it, they have to go into California maybe once or twice a month. And they said, that's nah, easier than having that two-and-a-half-hour commute each day, each way, you know. And one of the guys was like, oh, my gosh, it's been just brutal every day to drive in the office. And now that's all been changed, Dick. So that's yeah. really why I think a lot of people, especially when they listen to this, will be like, you know what, honey, he's absolutely right. There's something to be checked into with this. Let me check into this and see. Um, I had a gal just this week. She said, you know what? My my company is a very established company. She's got a great job. But they said, we don't care where you work. You you won't have to ever come back in the office. They're actually shutting down their physical offices. And so she goes, you know what? I want to get to the water. I've always dreamt about that. And so we're, we're getting her in place by the water. And I'm like, how cool is that? Wow, that is. Yeah, so, so people can... Uh People can trade in their, their two-and-a-half-hour daily commute for a two-and-a-half-hour monthly plane ride. Exactly, and have <laughs> a bunch of money left over because a lot of folks like this gentleman that moved his family, he's one example. Uh, he sold his property in the Bay Area, which command a very premium price right now in this, this time of this recording. It, you know, it's a hot market there. And so he was able to sell the 1,200-square-foot house and use that money to buy a 6,000-square-foot house on an acre lot with a backyard pool in an amazing school district, had money left over. There you go. That's, that's, um, that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Okay, well, uh, how's that growth working out? Uh, is everybody, you know, how is everybody responding? You know, the the businesses, the government, and such. It's it's awesome. Yeah, great question because a lot of people are like, "Hey, are you gonna grow the state?" Uh, no, if you look around, we're we're doing pretty well here. We have a very big state, and and so. Yeah. We, we're not going to outgrow it anytime soon. Now, unfortunately, like I used to live in California and stuff, I know you'd be landlocked in some of these areas where you got mountains on one side, ocean on the other, and you were all on top of each other. Not that concern here in Dallas. So 
wide open spaces, helps with the density, uh, so you don't feel like you're ever on top of each other, unless you want that. If you want the you know very dense urban um, style, I can hook you up with that. But if you want, like a lot of folks, I'm getting a lot of Californians, a lot of people coming from like San Diego, or coming from Orange County, or come from the Bay Area, who come out here and then they're like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted you know like a half acre. This has been a dream of mine. I'm, it was just so out of reach. Um, in California, and this is not to bash California. I love California, but there's some parts of it where it's just, you know, the expense of just the dirt there, it's, it's so prohibitive. Whereas they come out here, and I'm like, I can show you houses on a half acre, an acre, and, um, you know, we got a couple here that's coming in. They just sold their house, and they want, you know, a minimum of a half acre, and they want new construction, and I have a, a plethora of options for them. And I said, you know, how... Where do you want to go? We got all these choices here, which is wonderful. Very, very cool. So as you spread out, uh, what about um, infrastructure or maybe uh, healthcare, hospitals, uh, public transportation? Right. How how's that? How's that keeping up with things? Great question there. Well, when you hit, you know, all these in, in influx of people, our, our civic leaders are doing a fantastic job on the local level, state level and stuff there. Um, when all this has been, you know, thought through and stuff there, we've seen from other states um, what works and what doesn't. So Texas is very uh, front and center where they said, hey, we'll build the infrastructure, we'll build the roads and the schools and the systems and the services. So um, you'll see folks like up in Frisco, Texas, for example, one of our fastest growing cities in the whole state. Frisco, Texas, as some people will know, it's the home of the Dallas Cowboys uh, training facility there. A lot of big companies have relocated company uh, headquarters there. Uh, it's just a tremendous area. And uh, you get a group like Toyota Motor Company, for example, that pulled up stakes out of Southern California and moved their whole operations, or U.S.-based operations, now are in Plano, Texas. There, you're just seeing it where there's such attractiveness to that that it does, you know, it was behooving our civic leaders and you know the mayors and the uh, elected officials to make sure uh, they would build like six-lane roads, for example, to build up for future growth and stuff. So if anybody yeah. ever, you know, sitting on Highway 5 <laughs> or Interstate 101 or something in the middle of traffic, you know what I'm saying, you know, yep. we get a little yep. bit of that, but nothing like what you guys have there. Sure, and again, sure. It just um, because there was a lot of foresight to it and folks like Frisco and McKinney and, and Allen and so forth that have – what happened in Dallas, they wanted to make sure, hey, what we do is we build up these infrastructures. So they'll put in new schools, they'll put in all the services there uh, to, to accommodate future growth. That growth may be 10, 15 years out, but it's there and it's, it's wonderful to see. That's, that's very good. It's a very good response to the whole, whole dynamic. I think, uh, I think in, in many respects, the, the whole country, if, if, uh, certainly the West, uh, cut their teeth on Southern California as through the 50s, 60s, and 70s, the, the, the growth exploded. And some of those, um, some of that foresight had never, you know, those things that happened had never been experienced. So the Correct. foresight, it couldn't have been there. Um, yep. And, of course, we're handling it the best we can, but yep. places like, like Dallas sounds like you guys are handling it with a great deal of foresight. And I think there's some of that going on in Phoenix as well. So that's Absolutely. good to hear because ultimately um, that, that lends to quality of life. And that's uh, one of the most important parts of the whole dynamic is quality of life. 
Absolutely. I always kid somebody. I say, hey, I used to live in California. I spent a dozen years there in both northern and southern California. So when I get out to Dallas, it's my new California, if that makes sense. I feel still like I'm close to the California vibe and scene because we have a lot of the same, you know, restaurants and major chains and, and local, but it's just the newer version, if that will, and a more affordable version, too, which is so cool. Yeah. Well, uh, so I got I got one of the most important questions on the call, and that is, yep. what's the cost of a gallon of regular gas? <laughs> I just filled up my car, kid you not, with premium gas for a buck eighty nine. A buck eighty nine a gallon? Uh huh. Yes, sir. It helps to manufacture the gas here in Texas, which we do have a lot of refineries in Houston, south of us, a five sure. hour. So. But, uh, no, you can even, if you shop around, you can get a, a gallon of uh, unleaded regular gas for buck fifty-nine to buck sixty-nine right now. Oh, my gosh. That, that, even, uh, that even tears up the national average of two twenty. Oh, yeah. And, We're quite a bit under that. That's about, that's, that's roughly half of Southern California because sure. Southern California is at three twenty right now. Yeah. So uh, there you go, people. Gas is 50% of what it costs here. (laughs) Um, Yeah, a loaf of bread, a gallon of milk, everything's so much cheaper here. It's it's just crazy. Yeah, it's very something to see. And what about uh, sales tax and income tax? Well, you're going to love this. There's no state income tax. You're saying, what? Absolutely. Texas is the entire state. There's no state income tax. That's almost un-American. Yeah, it's it's the way to go there. S- sales taxes is a, a decent eight and a quarter percent, and we do have uh, a fairly substantial property tax. So that's how they do pay for services. So police and fire and, and local services. But you know right. what I tell a lot of folks, especially relocation folks, especially if there's somebody that's in you know retired age and stuff like that, uh, we're sensitive to that. And so there's you know over 65 exemptions. We still are the last state in the union, I know this is crazy, but they have the homestead exemption. So that does give a good break for somebody who's living in a primary home. It takes a good chunk off the assessed value if somebody's buying into, you know, a very modest home and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, it's considerably less. When you look at the overall cost of living here, it is quite a bit less than, uh, because like our average price is about 300,000 here right now. And I know that doesn't get a whole lot of traction in, in California or a lot of the country for that matter. Yeah, yeah definitely. So um, eight and a quarter local sales tax is not that not that bad. I think we're throughout Orange County, San Diego County. It varies a little bit, but basically we're in the seven and three quarters range. So seven, yeah. so half half a point lower than your half eight and a quarter. Get twice but, the house. Go figure. Well, that and we've got income tax. Um, <laughs> I think LA's uh, LA's um, sales tax is about nine and a half percent, so uh, that's a little bit uh, higher than yours. So, yep. well, now regards to to property tax, you say it's a little bit higher. How does uh, what's the property tax rate? How do they assess properties and such? Yeah, it's per thousand. So uh, a good district may be in the two and a half dollars per thousand kind of thing, if that makes sense. And so it may dip to low of two and a quarter to high of 2.75 per thousand. So, you know, just kind of keep it in mind, you know, the perspective is no, no state income tax. And uh, there is definitely a lot of different exemptions you can get if you qualify 
before that could bring that tax base down. But uh, but yeah, that's kind of a snapshot of the taxes and stuff there. I always tell people there, you know, you're going to pay a little bit for the services no matter where you live in the country. But uh, what's nice with our newer construction, a lot of the new homes there, um, that tax base does always come in arrear. So it always comes plays catch up. So you might be able to live a very affordable, you know, a few couple of years in your house, especially if you buy a brand new house that at the end of a tax year was, was a piece of dirt, you know, and then just have them permit at the very end. Um, it may cycle through a, a year or two before they can start catching up with the values. So that's where I really specialize too. I mean, part of our job really is, and we probably see it, Dick, more than a lot of places that maybe a third of our buyers are looking at new homes, brand new homes. Like right now, I got five new homes being constructed for my clients. So at any given time, we probably do, you know, one or two a month. They're easy. And it's just because they're so nice. When you come into something, it's like a new car. You get that new car, you got the new car smell, you know nobody's ever, you know, driven it anywhere, and it's yours. And it's the same um, with the warranty and stuff like that. It's something that's very attractive for a lot of relocation folks that they can come in here. And I always advise all my clients, buy as new of a house as you can afford because you're going to have a lot less maintenance costs, a lot less upkeep, a lot less insurance costs. So, yeah, we may touch on the property tax, maybe a little bit higher, but your overall cost to operate will be quite a bit less because you figure the insurance and the operations of it, you know. Like I'm, I remember distinctly some of my electric bills were huge, for my house in California, and I come here and I'm buying, you know, a very efficient house. I'm in a brand new house right now, and my electric bill barely bumps over a hundred bucks a month in the middle of the summer. And I have three kids at home. Oh, stop right there! That that's amazing. Yeah, that's so that's, efficient. That's yeah. pretty amazing. All right, well, excellent. Uh, okay, so new construction is it? Is new construction meeting demand? Is is it uh, having a tough time? What's what's that story? We, we have what is so cool is we have a, a huge labor pool. So we're obviously with being close to Mexico, a lot of Hispanic uh, migrant workers and stuff here. A lot of new construction uh, crews that uh, they're building these houses as quick as they come. Now in high demand areas, there's a wait list. Um, like in my neighborhood, there's a wait list to get in for new phases as they're opening up. Um, certain areas, there is plenty on the ground and stuff there. Anytime a builder can come and open up uh, a neighborhood and start building, you know, they do. And I would say people at any given time, you come out here, um, you will find a, a fairly good plethora of opportunity. Um, like I said, being the number one new construction um, moniker is something that, you know, Dallas takes very much to heart, and we have one of the best uh, collection of builders. I mean, there's the volume builders, obviously the Deere Hortons there, the Pulte Homes and so forth that are national builders, but you got a tremendous amount of local builders here too. The Highland Homes here or the Darling Homes that are, you know, they've they've been born out of Texas and they're born in the roots here of Dallas and uh, have been going for 30 plus years strong and uh, great options there to meet at every price point, every finish level that you want, whether you want, you know, a starter home in the 250, 300 range, like we said, just kind of get started. Or if you're going up into million dollar range, I mean, we've sold million dollar homes here where we had somebody that said, oh my gosh, this would be, you know, multi-millions back home. And it's just a very affordable um new construction option with all the latest and greatest 
you know, updates and, and technology built in. So there's something for everybody here. Absolutely. That, that's a good way to summarize it. There's something for everybody in it and with, yep. with plenty of land to boot. So plenty of land uh, to boot. That, that helps. That, that's, a, that's a good combination. Um, so how can you help an out-of-state buyer with new construction? Because somebody blows in for the for the week and, uh, you know, finds a place and they, they like that patch of dirt and they like the plans yep. for the house but it's going to take a while to get it built. How can you help them in the process? Yeah, so we have a couple right now that's the very thing they're dealing with, and they're going into a VRBO because their house is not quite ready. They they kind of merged it up where, hey, I have to kind of sell mine because, you know, a lot of builders won't want to tie up a speculative home with somebody who has a house to sell. But um, if depend on their situation, Dick, when they get here. If they've already sold their house and they want something move-in ready, um, we'll look definitely at what's available and what they call their move-in ready inventory or a spec home that's been completed. And if we can get, sometimes they get a spec that has not had been anybody spoken for, and maybe it's two months out, maybe it's a month out, um, we can hook up our clients with a short-term lease, a VRBO, Airbnb, or extended stay seems to be an option that uh, works. Um, I have a couple that uh, decided they wanted to relocate out of Kansas City, uh, Kansas. They moved down here to Texas to make sure they rented in the area for six months as their house being built. And so we were able to secure them a short-term rental, worked out very favorable terms, so they can be really close to the build job, build site. And so they've been out there weekly checking on the builder, checking on the house, and then they said, we love it here. So such a great idea, and that was something we just suggested them. Each person's got unique situations, so we'll certainly gladly have those conversations as they come up. But uh, one of the biggest things we'll find is if they need a rental, we have plenty to pull from to help them with that. Oh, that's that's excellent because a lot of places that just don't have the rentals and that yeah. can be pretty cumbersome and a little uh, uh, a little scary for somebody coming into town and not having a place to, exactly. to stay in the meantime. Never well, had to be an issue. Never had. It. Uh, excellent. Any any other particular advice for out of state buyers coming your way? Yeah, I think you know the whole point of this show actually is being able to put your um, pulse on a, a area where you got a trust advisor like myself, you know, and tap into our partners and network. So I say, you know, that's something that goes without saying. When I moved to Texas from California, I didn't know a soul. So how I actually got in the business of real estate to begin with is a I had a bad real estate experience. I had a bad agent who should never have been sell, selling houses, and, and he really did a horrible job, nearly killed me and my, my wife at the time. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a crazy story, driving oncoming traffic on a cell phone, smoking a cigarette and reading his maps go, having a conversation where he wasn't paying attention. Oh. I said, we're done with this tour of homes, and I asked for a, a reassignment. And, and that's why I think the show is going to have such traction there for you, Dick, is that you know me and you know what my pedigree stands for and what our reputation is. We work so hard to help every person, no matter what their needs are. And one of the things I want to touch on is, is lean into us. You know, hey, if you need a good plumber, electrician, a good doctor. I've had clients that said, you know what, 
you know, my daughter, um, she takes piano. Do you have a good piano teacher? And I said, absolutely. I had another gal said, hey, I'm going to need some help with some daycare. Do you have a good babysitting service? And absolutely I do. One of my past you know, clients, is she runs one of the largest daycare and, and, and um, um, babysitting services in all of Texas. And uh, we were able to help them and stuff. And I get, you know, a lot of no questions too wild, no needs too great. We're, we're going to do everything we can to help. And I think that's a key thing for right now. And, and then and to take a, a quick assessment, I call it checkup from the neck up. Um, COVID-19 hit. So when we're coming out of this post-COVID, what you got to ask yourself is, hey, honey, are we happy where we're at? Do we like this house? Should we consider a change? You know, work has changed now. We're able to work from home. The kids are home or, or we're able to do stuff on a more mobile manner. What do we have option-wise? And to look at something like Dallas is something that I think is just it's prudent and it's, it's well worth taking a look at. If a lot of others are doing it, maybe it's a time for them to kind of take notice and to do it and check into it for them. Okay, that's very, very good advice. I like that. Check up from the neck up. Yep. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of questions I usually ask at the end. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus in on one of them, um, and I'm going to twist it around ever so slightly. Uh, but it's what do you do to, to keep it fun for your clients and your team, but also because I do know James Sharp, is <laughs> how, yeah. how, do you, how do you give back? Well, you'll be glad to know we have all kinds of fun. So for this weekend, for example, you, you probably didn't know I was going to tee this up, but that teed it up well as we're doing a, a virtual donut drive-in, okay, where we're bringing the donut shop to our clients. We have missed our clients tremendously. We're very active in marketplace here. So we always have, you know, ice cream socials. We have days at the ballpark. We've had days at the, you know, Cowboys uh, tour, or we've had stuff where we've rented out a movie, and all this COVID stuff has really kind of shut all that down for the time being, for a season. So what we're doing is I'm hiring a local donut place. Uh, they have a donut mobile, a donut ambulance, actually, because this is, you know, these are troublesome times, man, and you got to, <laughs> you know, step up to the plate. So you got to pull out all the stuff. We've called a donut emergency, and the 411 is this, is that we're having in our parking lot here, our real estate company, a mobile donut shop that sets up here. So we got the donuts being fresh made Saturday morning, brought fresh to deliver to our clients. It's going to be obviously with COVID safety and all that. We're going to be masked up, but we're, we're excited because we have dozens and dozens of our favorite clients and their families all going to come into the parking lot, drive in with their vehicles. They don't have to get out of the car. We'll hand them a half dozen or a dozen donuts. These are amazing, delicious donuts handmade that morning, and that is just our way to say thank you for the support. We're having an amazing year this year in spite of COVID, in spite of all this stuff, and that's just something what we do to have fun. And then next month we have our uh, drive-in for, for pies. We'll give out our clients and our support partners uh, uh, either an apple pie or a pumpkin pie, and that's something we've done uh, this year on a mobile thing where we're going to have a setup there outside and people drive in, tell us, they're, hey, we got an apple pie for our family. Here you go. Enjoy it with our compliments. And the last thing we got planned is to wrap up 2020 is to do a virtual tie-in with Santa Claus. So I've called the big guy. I said, I need you, St. Nick, to 
take a moment. I know, stop making toys. Call from the North Pole. I want you to read the stories the night before Christmas. Polar Express to our folks. We're going to zoom you in, Santa, from North Pole. You're going to be on the call with Santa Claus. You're going to have a, a customized jingle ring, they call it, just from Santa to the little boy or girl who wants to get a, a message from Santa. They have a chance to send in their uh, Santa list to the North Pole. It's just our way to have fun. We, we, we are a busy real estate company. We have a lot of fun. There's seven of us on the team here. But we, just, we, we want to also know that we meet people where they're at. And people are anxious to get out, Dick. They are anxious to see us. We're anxious to see them. We're going to do it safe with responsibility, but we're also going to be saying, hey, we're never too busy for any of their referrals, their friends, and they're bringing some of their friends and loved ones, and we've already been hearing from some of those folks that can't wait to come and they can't wait to buy their next house with us. Fantastic. Keeping it fun and giving it back at the same time, that's, uh, that's the way to go. Well, yeah. thank you for all of that, James, all of it. Very well said and sage advice and good insight and such. I, I tell you, I just love learning more and more about our fellow network agents and, and all the areas they represent. So uh, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate your time. I hope you've enjoyed it as well. I've enjoyed the heck out of it. So I hope everyone listening enjoyed it too. And uh, just know we're here for them. So if they need anything at all, I can, you know, put in the notes there, the you know, ways to call us and get a hold of us and stuff there. And it's it's just it's a privilege honor to be on the call with you. Appreciate this. Oh well, my my pleasure. I, I'm sure we'll be talking again very soon. And we we have an event coming up in Arizona in the spring. I hope we can take some time there to enjoy a meal together and and uh, and compare notes because it'll be uh, four or five months down the road. In the meantime, of course, best wishes from me to you. Uh, for an excellent rest of your year. Thank you. Back at you guys, and thanks for everyone for listening. It's been an honor to be on your show. All right, sir. You take care. Bye-bye now. All right. We'll see you. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, that was James Sharp from Dallas, Texas, and of course, as you can tell, he is a very experienced professional and ready to help you land on both feet in the in the greater Dallas area. Uh, just a marvelous human being, and he's got a great team there ready to help. If you would like me to introduce you, uh, please feel free to contact me, and I will be happy to hook you up with James Sharp in Dallas, Texas. To learn a little bit more about me, you can Google me as Dick Crawford Realtor. I'm always available for your real estate needs here in North Orange County, California, and I have trustworthy colleagues throughout Southern California who can help in the areas that I do not serve. That's all for today. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, be good, be well, be safe, take care. Bye-bye.